0: Good song. I can't get out of my head. It's just been like playing constantly the last like three, four days. What? You guys listen to uh, MCR at all? My Chemical yeah.
1: Romance. I, I mean, I'm familiar with them.
0: I grew I up get, on it. I can't get Helena out of my head. Like, Lord it's a good fucking song.
2: No, just like the words you, <laughs> we are. Yeah so long burn it was <laughs> and away you it it was the one that you could God, say.
1: eric cartman <laughs> yeah i know right
2: It's a better rough alone
0: so long and good night
1: I, didn't know, I I genuinely didn't know Eric Cartman was on this podcast. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai and joining me today we have our czar of source material, John!
0: My milkshakes bring all the
1: boys <laughs> to the yard it's almost like we were just talking about milkshakes <laughs>
2: why because you brought up have a, milkshakes you fat i didn't fun. have a
0: no i i didn't have a bit queued up so i was like i'm just gonna say the last thing i just said
1: <laughs> uh and we have our boy who is currently on 50% shinoda yo season <laughs> two is so fucking good Wait, it, it, since it, there's three seasons of Mob Psycho, shouldn't you be on sixty six point six yeah, percent? He was at no, ten. No. Yeah, you he were at ten. Was before. at
0: ten. Now he's at fifty. I, I feel like that's a logical leap.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. We know what. We'll take it. But anyway, uh, we are here tonight to talk about the second season of Mob Psycho one hundred. As John just takes a big old
0: sip. Sorry, don't mind me.
1: <laughs> it's not oh, even Capri Sun. It's not even a Capri Sun. No, it's Kool-Aid Jammers. Sugar-free. I'm
0: diabetic,
1: bro. See? Sugar-free. I mean, there's something else that's sugar-free.
0: And if you want some Ghost Energy drink... <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: I love Ghost.
0: I, I, this is just good. Mm. I've mentioned it before, but I'm 100% shocked that Ghost has become so big. Mm. Because when I first saw it in stores, I was like, oh, it's like first of all uh you should not be making candy flavored legitimate candy flavored like swedish fish starburst skittles flavored energy drinks because you should not be marketing energy drinks to kids (laughs) all right you should not however i am very surprised i thought honestly that it was just a fad thing where it's like oh we made a. uh an energy drink company and no one's gonna really care too much about it right mm. but it's gotten so big now and I'm like oh what the fuck and plus it's like it's a ghost on it so it looks like snapchat so I'm like does snapchat own this I mean yeah I guess it kind of does yeah. I don't know oh, I-, I thought it was like a a zoomer thing or something what the hell are you drinking Chinoda? they're called uh buzzballs. is it oh oh yeah. I've seen those in gas stations yeah oh percent alcohol on them well
3: it is time to get
0: fucked 15%. up 15% oh my god wow what the yeah fuck? so
3: this little thing has 15% they and a half yeah um 2 or 3 bucks they can fuck you up real quick
1: anyway Mod Psycho season 2 <laughs> <laughs> we're so off topic we are we are um not gonna get too heavy into the technical stuff because nothing really has changed the same studio it's bones obviously it's still based on a manga by one got the same series director same script writer same guy doing the score uh kenji kwai um i do want to give some props to the music in this uh season however i thought the se- the the music was like just a step above where it was in uh in season one especially during the fights Um, I will say, um, from what I've read, there are
3: minor differences of manga to anime, but they're so minor, it's barely noticeable.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um... But yeah, the, the Kenji Kawai just does a bang up job with these uh, the score for this. I think um, the kazoo. Yeah, the kazoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I fucking yeah. love the kazoo. Well, well, okay. I just do. I it. do still think. I don't know if I mentioned this in the first season um, recording that we did, but I still think that the, the quiet moments, like the the goofy moments, where you hear that 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 sounds so much like Animal Crossing music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something I would hear in Animal Crossing, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's something I noticed. So, like, that
0: this makes me wonder: Do you play Animal Crossing, Alex? Uh, I have in the past. Um, so why haven't you visited my island? bro? Because I don't have a Switch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually the only Animal Crossing game I've ever played is the original. Oh my god. Um, I, yeah, I know. I am that old.
3: <laughs> I've never played Animal Crossing.
2: Only I... enjoyed
3: the porn.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> well, I, 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 Anka. I, I, see, I see you, too. Right.
1: I see you, too, are a man of culture, and you, too, know Zone 10.
0: <laughs> oh. It's not Zone that does the Anka dance.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it is.
0: Are you sure? It I was? thought it was, like. Yeah, it was, no, it was. someone else. It was someone else, Alex. Jamie, Jamie, check that.
1: I, I'm, actually. I'm almost positive it was. <laughs>
3: oh, Jamie, Jamie's checking that. We'll, we'll, we'll let her, uh, check that. Um,
0: Jamie's. Actually I mean, at I was talking. Right oh,
1: your, oh, our Jamie is actually at work. <laughs> Jamie's uh,
0: actually at work right now. I know. I'm just <laughs> sitting here. What the fuck, John? The fuck? I know. I got so excited. I want to say hi to her. <laughs> i swear it was by some someone else and
3: i yeah like i'm damn or sure it's someone else wasn't even talking about her i was talking about isabella but yeah let's go with that oh okay
1: well i mean that that works too that works too <laughs> i mean maybe it isn't zone i don't know i just know the f- fucking i know i know the meme <laughs> yeah i, I am <laughs> I mean, I everyone also know the meme. and let's let, let's be honest
3: Animal Crossing, uh, specific pop culture into mainstream, and people didn't even know why the song got popular. It just became popular.
1: It and was let's hilarious. Honest, I think we can all see Zone doing something like this. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> oh, yeah, of
2: course, of nice. course.
1: Anyway, <laughs> uh, sure. speaking of music, uh, let's talk about the OP and ED. Uh, so the OP is ninety nine point nine by Mob Choir uh, again um it's roblox and
0: legos (laughs) yo like i i didn't like the opening when i first saw it because i was just like what is this roblox shit Mm. going on however it did grow on me the Mm. op really did grow on me yeah i like it um
1: i I don't know if i like it more than the first seasons but i do like it um (laughs) i will say um There's a a part, and I can't remember exactly what they say Because a lot of the the lyrics of the song are in English (laughs) Yeah But um, there's a part where I think the word they're supposed to be saying is frustration And it sounds every time they're saying masturbation (laughs) Like, I think they're saying, what's your frustration? Every time I hear it, I I swear to God, they're saying, what's your masturbation?
0: Bro, it's at ninety nine point nine. Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, listen. If Mob wants a way to relieve stress, uh, but not. Nah, it it kind of grew on me too. The first time I watched, it, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, it's, like it's it's,
3: it's not. It's really, I don't know. It's really a what the fuck is going on? But then, like, you watch it again and again, and you're like, "Oh, this is actually there's a story there." You're seeing a lot more. It. it just like the first op, there's
0: a lot to analyze and dissect. Oh in yeah, the I think that's itself, and it's the first, amazing. The first op, I think, it has a really good animation style. Like I like the whole like zoom out and then like you see the the blocks, but it's very basic. Mm-hmm. And with the second op, it's it starts off like weird with the whole Roblox thing, but then like it actually has really solid animation in it as well, which is like yeah. surprising because it's like it starts off and you are like oh this is weird, but. I don't know. Is it Stockholm Syndrome? You get used Syndrome? to it, and then you Stock- love it real quick. <laughs> you have OP <laughs>
1: Stockholm Syndrome, John.
0: <laughs> I, maybe. Because, you know, eventually you're like, I hate this. Then you listen to it enough, and then you love it. Like, have you ever been on the, um, uh, oh, my God, Disney World ride? It's a small world. Have you ever been on that? Oh, <laughs> as, as a Floridian, I can
1: say many times, John, many times. So, you
0: know how it's like a seven-long-minute ride, and – at first, you're like, "Oh, this is kind of quaint," and then, like, by the three minute mark, you're like, "I fucking hate my life. Why did we go on this?" And then, by the six minute mark, you're just like, "It's a small, small world. world after all. After all. <laughs> it's, it's like that's what happens." And then you just sing it for the rest of the day. Yeah, and then you just sing it for the rest of the day. That's that's what happened to me. And, and then and, then, and like then you wake
1: up and, and and, and you your pants it. are off and your butt hurts a little bit and you don't ask questions. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: No, John, no. how
3: many times has Lacey subjected you to
0: it no so my first experience with it was d- going to uh, disneyland in california uh... and we waited in the hot fucking sun for like an hour and a half why did everyone want to go on this ride i got a sunburn waiting for this damn ride so i was pissed Holy off fuck. getting into the small world right at disneyland and that's that's just my stages of like let's be honest oh, though
1: you get a sunburn thinking about the sun
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get sunburned pretty easily. I I'm not I'm not dark or an Asian. To... John's pretty white. <laughs> trust know, me. Dude. Trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, when we went to the one at Disney World, I was hyped for it cuz I was like, okay, I want to see how different it different is. And Disney World one is way better. Way better. There's way more like there there's more animatronics, it's bigger and stuff like that. I think it's way cooler.
1: Everything about Disney World is bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> uh... <laughs> but yeah, uh, it does. It does grow on you. I think the uh, the OP getting back to what we're actually talking oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's it's also I, I didn't realize this until I went to go uh, put this doc together for um, the recording today. There's actually four different EDs throughout the course of this. Yeah, season. that
3: caught me off guard. And it wasn't just like couple episodes, then something different, couple episodes. No, like it just randomly changes throughout. And it's yeah. like holy fuck, it's great, but at the same time. Such a weird format to do it.
1: Yeah, um so the the four different OPs or EDs rather, and uh, I'll go over all of them and the episodes that they're in. Um all of them are by Sajo Nohana. Um so we have Grey, which is used in episodes one and seven. We have uh Memo Sepia, which is used in episodes two three four, six, and then eight through twelve. Um we have Ma Mabuta no Ura uh, which is only used in episode five, and then the ED for the very last episode is Ikuru Hito Bito which is the it's used to basically just end the season. Uh, which was y'all's favorite?
0: <laughs> one in seven. Definitely. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: I think it's seven, the, yeah. it's one hundred percent the best. Wait, was it?
0: Fuck, I don't remember now. I, the the I song
1: is playing at the end of episode seven, which should have been the fucking season finale. <laughs>
0: bro it feels like it wrapped up I, I i was like is there more is this it like i don't did they cut the season short
1: um yeah i like it. it it's that that's like slow melodic build up to like something that sounds really hopeful and i like it i like it a lot
0: yeah i think um that one's my definitely my favorite and then i'd say episode 13 is my second favorite mm, the, the one that they used the most was like the one i was like why would you use this one the most it kind of is mid in my opinion like i, I like the um the first ed better yeah
1: me too um yeah I, I would say the gray which is the one they used in one and seven and then the final ed are, are definitely the two standouts for me uh but one uh, gray is definitely my favorite um the song just is it, it's great it's something i feel like I, I want to listen to outside of just watching the anime yeah um, I, I can't really say the same for the others. I mean, as much as I like the ED that they used in the final episode, I mean, I think it fits it fits well in that episode, but it's not something I don't think I really want to listen to outside of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Great.
1: Gray is great. Um, so, let's talk about the actual season itself. Um, I want to start with something on a technical aspect. The art and animation is way like, higher than it was it went, in season one.
0: Like, holy shit did they step their fucking game up i almost feel like watching they they included more fucking battles and intense scenes with way better animation everything was like more well-rounded except with the exception of certain episodes that focus more on reagan
1: yes um but i i I almost feel like watching them kind of more or less back to back like i have seasons one and two i almost feel like watching the first season is like watching the b team at bones work (laughs)
2: No. I, it might
3: have been, honestly. It like it felt like uh, they just did it because one was uh getting really popular. They're like, Oh, here's this other story, let's
0: uh do it, let's give it some love, but like not the I br- like, greatest. I feel like it probably got the kaguya Asama treatment where it's like season one, they kind of just like, Yeah, we're just gonna make an anime, right? But then it garnered so much love that they're yeah. like, okay. Now that we actually people love this shit, yeah, it, yeah. it comes
1: it comes off as if they did the first season just kind of expecting it to be um, you know, just a thing that happened. It's, you know, one is popular now because one punch man got big. Um we'll just we'll throw this out there, we'll we'll put it together quickly and and you know nothing will probably come of it, but we'll make a little bit of money on the side. Well what the hell? And then all of a sudden, oh my god, it blew up, it's almost as big as the other thing that one was doing. Jesus Christ, what do we do now? <laughs> and they threw some serious money behind uh season two god damn i
3: appreciate
1: it shows god
3: damn it shows it's so fucking amazing
1: like the the sakuga when, when when mob goes goblin mode is
3: nice the sakuga of the nice calm peaceful moments where nothing really much is happening also is really well
1: done like there's it's a scene. so casual
3: it's so chill there's awesome. a scene
1: in the, in the middle of the season and i think it's in like that episode six seven like little mini arc with reagan um where there's like this close-up shot of his hands and they're so well articulated it's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it's, it's it's a bullshit scene that they do it is like why are you putting so much effort into the animation of his hands
3: I don't know, man. I would, I would want Regan's hand. Oh
1: God, shut up! Bro, I mean, <laughs>
0: he's he's a master masseuse, man. He's licensed he and everything. A, remember? Yeah. <laughs> let's man, let's no be honest. He doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't do
1: exorcism. He just does massages.
0: Yeah, but for as much as the animation and the fights, like they they obviously included a lot more fights than season one did,
2: hmm. which yeah.
0: I loved. But they were very short bursts until we get to like the last fight, which was like a whole entire episode, or I guess like a half an episode, but. It was awesome as fuck. Yeah. However, I think that season two was also chock-fucking-full of character development. Yeah. Not just for Mob. It was also, like, um... For Reagan. Literally for Reagan. all the side
3: characters. Not just no, Reagan, yeah, every- either. Like, everyone had character development. It was like, what the fuck? Even the villains got character development. It was like, holy
2: shit.
1: Well, one of them, we'll get to it, didn't get enough character development, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Like, I...
0: I loved the from episode one to episode seven. I absolutely loved it because mm. it was like, I loved how uh, we got to see more of like just the regular business stuff, and it focused on Mob improving himself as always, and then learning more about Reagan. I, I yeah. fucking absolutely loved that we got more backstory for Reagan. Yeah, and I, I love that they didn't show too much as well
1: i like the formula is kind of the same as it was in season one where like the first half or so of the season is like sort of one-off stories with uh mob and other characters kind of going off and doing their own thing and then like at the halfway point of the season or just past the halfway point of the season you get like the big bad introduced and then you go off and fight
3: you get the yeah. overworld view versus the interpersonal
1: view, which I'm kind of wondering. Uh, I mean, I know you guys both have future knowledge, but I'm kind of wondering if that's the same thing that's going to happen in season three. Uh, because I actually kind of like this formula for shonen, shonen that are, are done in this way, where it's not like you don't get a new episode every week; you get like twelve episode seasons, and then there's a, like a two year gap. Yeah.
3: Um, I would say season. Th- well, do you actually want to know? First well, one? no,
1: we'll save it for the season three no, spoiler no, no. cast. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, like... I
3: wouldn't. I wasn't gonna spoil it, then just like that layout of like interpersonal. I, sure, I guess. Overall. Season three actually does the opposite. It oh. goes open world, then interpersonal. Oh.
1: Yeah. All right, mixing it up for the final season. I see. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I do kind of like how it did the same thing in that regard as, as season one. Um, it, it gave you not only a chance to see more parts of the world and introduce a few new characters as well. Um, it gave you a chance to develop the backstory with these characters, um, some of which we've only seen for a few minutes in season one.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, So I really enjoyed watching the slow build of like mob becoming his own character in the first mm half. Like the fact that he, he starts questioning Reagan, he starts questioning everything that he's doing and how that culminates into episode seven. And I was just like, like, episode six and seven are kind of my, like, favorite of... He even questions Temples. Of... How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, you know, from season one, we just get Mob. He's, like, unfeeling. He doesn't really question anything. Very like naive. Metabolism. Yeah, he's very naive. And the entire, like, big, I guess, uh, turning point here is that he's tired of... He's finally has friends. Like, he's got the bodybuilding club, and he's got the... Um, the... Psychic club. The psychic club and, and the like, crazy
1: bitches is t- trying to build a religion
0: around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he has people around him that are like he, he got invited to karaoke he's like i've never gone to karaoke with other people and then reagan that, calls him up
2: that, that and it's like mob get so here now well i need you here
0: now and then mob's like well i kind of have something to do and reagan's like oh yeah you're hella funny mob get here i i need you to help me with this thing and then Hell, like even uh Starting
3: off uh, with the episode uh, one of season two, um, at the very end of it, um, what's the girl he was with? Emmy. She confessed to him and Mm. wanted to date him. Oh, Um, God. Yeah. yeah. And And it turns
1: out she only did it because of a (laughs) dare.
0: Yeah. But then he gets uh, like... He gets upset with the people treating her like trash because it's like, oh, oh, because uh, her dream was to be a novelist. But then she's yeah. like, oh, but like, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not. I'm just doing it as a side hobby. And then her bitchy friends like rip it up. I'm like, oh, if it's if it's a side hobby, you won't care if we do this. And I'm just like, you bitches. You <laughs> and then like absolute fucking bitches.
3: And then it uh went off in the wind. And she's like, oh, well. And Mob's like, nah. I got he, this. Yeah. She grabs it yeah. all back. And he's, he, uh, after that, he says, um, you know, I have to, uh, consider my own feelings a lot more. And, like, that honestly was the real start. That ending was the real start of season two. Mom, uh, coming into his feelings and yeah. really starting to explore them, to understand them, the depth of them. And that was beautiful.
0: Yeah. And yeah. then there's, uh, he gets so Reagan gets contracted by like a bunch of college kids to go like, we want to go to a haunted place and take a ghost picture. So they go there and then they're like, yeah, there's like ghosts here, but the energies are kind of weak. And then like the, the students are like, Oh, what a bus. We didn't get paid. And they fuck off. And then they come back the next day. they are like, Holy shit. There's a ghost in that picture. It's actually haunted. We need to exercise it get get rid of the ghost and reagan's like well i can exercise the photo for you aka he can work his photoshop magic (laughs) (laughs) but then like they actually drive back out there and then mob sees the family of ghosts but it's it's a instead of er, he sees he actually sees a family of ghosts as just one ghost and it's like this family was killed and uh the dad ghost was like please i don't want to be exercised i just want to live in peace in the mountains with my family where our lives were cut short to a bunch of misfortune and we just want to live peaceful lives and reagan's just like yeah whatever just exercise them. they could be bad ghosts who cares because you know reagan Ray. oh we didn't even mention reagan can see ghosts and shit now yeah 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 he actually has like a little bit of because of mob helping him like in the last season he actually i think
3: had, like, it, mob unlocked his third his, eye that, like, yeah, that really his was eye. it
0: but yeah so reagan's just like indifferent to it and he's like just do your thing mob but mob's like struggling because he's like I don't wanna erase these ghosts because they are saying they're nice. He's learning that not all ghosts are bad. And he's he's having emotions, he's having feelings, he's having a fucking opinion, and then he comes out of his shell and says, No, I think I'm gonna leave them alone. And then Dimple comes in, he's like, Well, you know they could turn evil, right? And Reagan's like, Yeah, they could definitely turn evil. They're ghosts. They they're susceptible to that. And then Mob doesn't know what to do because he's like, well he feels conflicted because it's like if he does leave them alone, he doesn't exercise them. What if they do turn evil? What if they start killing other people or fucking up other people and it was Mob's fault? He could have took out the problem beforehand, right? I'm just like this is such a good conflict for Mob to have Mm -hmm. because now that he's understanding that he has feelings, that it's okay to like actually express himself, he took a a leap. Yeah, but then in the same sense though, when he took that leap of like putting his foot down, he also had to understand there's consequences to that. I was like, "Oh, bro, that was so, it's so good." And then, "Oh man." And almost every show,
3: every series, every book I've ever seen, read, whatever, just goes the with the black and white morality of no, you can say no, it's fine, or you can say yes, it's fine and like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Mob, this situation it straight up goes into yes, you can say no but it could lead to dire consequences and that's rare that's extremely yeah. rare to see and for a first time thing too that's tough and on a little boy like mob that that really is struggling to understand right from wrong the moral and ethical
1: choices it was stunning to see yeah and then seeing dimple actually try to like tempt the ghosts into being evil oh yeah
0: cuz it's like mob i'm gonna show you that ghosts can be truly evil and then dimple goes in and is like hey you know we'll leave you alone we don't really care we're not invested in this but those kids know you're here now so if you really want to live in peace father ghost you could just kill the kids the college kids because they'll never and tell we...
1: anyone if you kill them
0: yeah and I was like a dead man tells no tales and then like the father ghost like goes crazy i'm like oh man I-, I was like he's gonna go evil mob's gonna have to kill him and then mob's gonna feel all fucked up about it because like oh why did you make him turn evil but it's like the dad ghost resisted and it and mob still leaves conflicted because he's like i it's like it reinforces mobs like good thing you put your foot down because these are like they just want to live in peace yeah however he still feels conflicted because of the fact that he's been treating ghosts like because he's just been exterminating ghosts left and right without listening to what they really want he's never had an opinion on anything and he's like, never at at he's all. done it without thinking about it like it's just it's a ghost yeah, and like having that morality that challenges himself and it, just, it promotes the growth of his character. And I, I absolutely loved it.
1: Yeah. Um I will say one criticism one small criticism I have with the first few episodes of the season is the lack of Dimple surface. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, really? I like Dimple a lot as a character. He's actually he might be my favorite character in
2: the entire
0: show. <laughs> I mean, he's a fantastic character. Uh um, I- I love how he's originally supposed to be, like, an evil guy, but he got... Oh, God. When he... Uh, I'll talk about that one later when we get to it, but um uh, mm. I don't remember... So, when there's that next case where uh, Reagan gets recruited, a bunch of psychics get recruited to try to fix this uh, trillionaire's daughter because she's mm. possessed by a demon or something. Mm. I don't remember if that's before Episode 7, or that was Episode that's, 6 yeah. 7, right?
1: No, no, no. That's before Episode no, that's... 6 and 7.
0: Yeah, so after the whole uh, Ghost in the Mountain family... Story. There's a uh, he gets recruited and he meets an esper who is as powerful, if not more powerful than Mob. Mm-hmm. Like Mob has at this point never met anyone who's stronger than him in psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. In terms of how much this guy wants to fuck everyone else up, mm-hmm. like. Mob doesn't want to fight this guy because Mob's you know Mob's Mob. He he doesn't want to do any harm to anyone. Mob's he's very dead. much a pacifist. Yeah, a very okay. much a pacifist because he's like I. Well, after this whole revelation of like I don't have to exercise every ghost, I can try to talk to them. He meets someone he can't fucking talk to, mm. who's just pure hatred of the world, who has every right to have that hatred of the world too because of like what happens to him and stuff. Like with the whole, um, he was a very popular uh, psychic on on TV and then like his and he was doing that stuff and conning people because he had to take care of his sick mother but his sick mom dies anyway and he starts cursing the world and stuff he's like well fuck that if i can't even have a little bit of happiness and everyone else just wishes for my misfortune then i should fuck everyone else up who's also fucked up he's like he's um he's going to punish the people who think they can get away from by being shitty people and it's just like that raw emotion that that guy has and the rage that he has and how he fights against mob's morals. It's like, fuck your morals. You have all this power and you don't do anything with it. And it's just like, it's its like a different reflection, like a parallel universe where if mob gave in to his rage, like everyone wants him to do, he could have definitely turned out like this Esper guy. Yeah. Just full of rage, full of powerfulness and just like a hateful, vengeful spirit. And it's just like, it, it was so interesting to see that because it's like we see a different world line where this could have been Mob. And then how he reflects on that and, like, understands, like, the pain that he goes through. And then the guy – so Mob infiltrates the girl's body and, like, oh, I can fight her. I can fight this guy if I can get an out-of-body experience so I can fight her and fight him in her mind. But the guy – it's a trap because he's like, all right, Mob, now you're in – you've fallen from my trap. Now I'm going to show you why I got pushed to the brink. And he pushes Mob to the brink Yeah. where Mob goes fucking – goblin mode and he he (laughs) that hurt you to say didn't it 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 did it's fucking i hate how how do you do fellow kids (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah so this esper guy he brings mob to the brink where he he basically makes mob think um he's in a world where he he doesn't have any powers and he gets picked on Mm. he gets picked on by the girl that the guy is possessing Mm -hmm. because she's actually a shit human she was a new girl who transferred to the new school and she wanted to like Fit in, so she made fun of the the kid that everyone made fun of, who was Mob. In this scenario, what was her name? Minori, Minori or something. I don't yeah, remember. Minori. Yeah, Minori. And Mogami is the guy that did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mogami. So like, and it's like it's so shitty, and it's like he gets he consistently gets bullied, and like his home life is terrible because his parents don't love him because it's like your younger brother is smarter and better than you, you're fucking a piece of shit. And I'm like, bro, this hurt to watch watching Mob get picked on like this because I was like, I can you could very easily see that this if he led a normal life and he didn't have these like these wonderful connections around him like the storytelling that they do in season 2 is so beautiful because not only is he seeing examples and he's making like choices and stuff we're also seeing things that could have happened to him paths that could have been taken and the importance of friendships that mob has because so eventually mob gets pushed to the brink and he goes goblin mode and he wants to kill these kids because one of them comes up after he like he, like knocks them away or something and then one of them comes up and hits him behind with a fucking brick like that's attempted murder
2: right
0: <laughs> like all for all intents and purposes like mob 100% that was what he's doing is self defense I mean you could argue it's not self defense once you overpower them because I mean if <laughs> you hit me with a brick but I've got psychic powers that I can rip you limb from limb like is <laughs> it really self defense I'm a lot more powerful than you if but... you
1: come at me with a brick but I have a gun <laughs>
0: It depends case by case but point is watching him get to that breaking point and um mogami he proved his fucking point he was like look mm-hmm. you think you're hot shit you think you're special you could have easily turned out like me and i i love that mob had to go through that because i mean i hated to watching it but it's great for his character growth because he has to understand like what you have now is because you're blessed with relationships you're blessed with good people in your life which is what happens because dimple infiltrates into there and then he wakes mob up and then mob realizes like the reason he didn't turn out bad is because he has good relationships that yeah there's actual meaningful relationships in the world that can make you keep your power in check and shit like that and it's just like it's so it's a great dichotomy to see uh mogami 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 Mob and mogami like Mo-Gum- watching Mo-Gum- the Mo-Gum-M- dichotomy between those two right i love seeing that it- it's so beautiful the watch and i was like ah mob you poor kid like i could easily see you being evil as shit you could definitely do that but and then how he reflects he's just like i mean typical shonen fashion like the power of friendship and whatnot right (laughs) i hate it's i hate that power of friendship is such a common thing in shonen because Mm. it's like oh power of friendship will rule everything blah 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 but it's hidden pretty well in my opinion because it's it's impactful because before all this we got to see those relationships being built yes. like these people who are just strangers and who are just kind of using Mob they've come into his life and the fact that he has a healthy relationship with his younger brother now and all these people who surround Mob who aren't afraid of him and they're just like ah whatever Mob Mob, you're ah, you, you, why are you always exercising but you're not any buffer Mob what the heck and it's <laughs> just like ah they're giving him shit because that's what friends do and I was like it's beautiful dude it's fucking beautiful
1: yeah I like that that is actually one thing I really like about um, the character interactions within Mob Psycho they, uh, despite the goofiness of the world like the interactions kind of feel real because the friends the, the people who are actually friends are constantly giving each other shit <laughs> which yeah. is like in the in real life that's how you know who your friends are if they're shitting on you all the time it's cause they're your friends
0: yeah like you know No, there are limits the, that, the, the, of yeah, course of quick. course well, I mean, there's a there's a fine line that you tread between like busting someone's balls and actually like and then hurting their feelings because you're just being fucking mean. Swear to a me. dipshit. You're being a dipshit, like you, <laughs> too far, bro. Like too fucking far.
3: Sometimes but, you cross those lines, but so long as you know how to op-
0: apologize, yeah, it's like all good, yeah. And it's ugh, God, poor mob,
2: <laughs> poor mob.
0: I can't believe because it makes me think about like his life beforehand, before season two, before he made all these relationships and stuff like that. It's like I like also I like how these relationships play into like the last the last part of season two as well, Mm -hmm. like meaningful relationships and stuff like that. What? 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 what, Chinoda? Did I freeze?
3: No, you did not. Hello, Chinoda. Okay, we can hear you. Okay, Okay. Oh no like John went robot for a moment you you you, oh. you bad internet having
1: bitch <laughs>
2: get My better internet fine. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah but john I... john's right like the, the the way that the the relationships not only get developed but then come into play at the second half of the season is really really good
3: not and then me. john you said these uh the relationship he formed in season two, but I'll argue that he formed them in season one and season two is when he really develops them when they, well, yeah, because he starts being drunk. selfish
0: and like he actually actively decides. And this leads into the next thing uh, with Reagan, where like finally mob is like, he's being invited out to karaoke and then Reagan calls him up and then he's like, no, I don't want to. And Reagan's like, ha ha, you're funny. Get here. And then, then mob <laughs> gets pissed. He's like, Master Reagan, I've told you multiple times, do not call me on short notice. And he's like, "What are you talking about, Mob? You didn't. You're go home club. Is, you you don't have anything else to do." And he's like, "Actually, I did have something to do today. My friends invited me to go karaoke." And then Reagan's like, "Oh, is that right? Well, if that's so right, then you know what? Whatever, Mob. Just go hang out with your friends then." And then Mob's like, "Fine, I will." And then Reagan and then he does. Like, huh.
3: and this was when Mob realized that. Reagan's just been using for him uh, for his psychic powers. And Reagan's was... Reagan was too petty. He was uh, being a man child about it.
0: Yeah, Reagan was like, just- he's been a total dickhead about it, honestly. And, and then we get to watch like, Reagan now doesn't have mom, so he can't like exercise ghosts. However, he's like whatever i can, he can still massage like a motherfucker though yeah and he like and then he actually grows his business and he becomes super famous <laughs> like I, and i love seeing this world building of like here's mob just deepening his relationship with all his friends and here's reagan just like whatever i'll do it without the kid and then we him, get to see him he.
1: realizing though coming to the realization that he has no friends
0: Ooh. oh my god Ooh. yeah that hit when he goes yeah. to the
1: bar and he realizes all the people who are nice to him are only nice because they're being superficially nice. I
0: mean, I I would expect that when you go to a bar. Everyone goes there to just bitch, right? <laughs> when you get drunk with strangers, you're just there to really just bitch. But, yeah, like, watching Reagan um, grow, like, learning more about him and watching him grow as a person was I, – I loved it because I'm – I love Mob, but if I'm being honest, Reagan's probably my favorite character of them all. Just, like, how he was so stupid and over-the-top in Season 1. And then how in Season 2 he becomes, like, he grows as a person. Do you think that that Mob's... Because I'm starting to feel this after watching two seasons of this. Do you feel like it
1: has a bit of the Naruto syndrome where, yeah, watching the main character grow is cool and all, but watching the side characters grow is infinitely more fun?
0: (laughs) Well, like, your supporting cast is what really helped hold up and make your main cast strong especially in a shonen if you don't in any show honest to god like a support a strong supporting cast really enhances any type of show Mm. in any in any form it's not just anime it's like in everything yeah because (laughs) it's almost like this trope of the power of friendship will overcome everything is it's like it's good or something who knows (laughs) who knew who knew but yeah, then watching Reagan, um, learning like he has no friends, learning a little bit about like, he was a water, co- water cooler salesman beforehand, who was just like a just... successful one at that, like, a successful one. like, got his, he had his own office, bro. Yeah. Like, that's something that ever. So there's a bunch of people on like in cubicles, like trying to sell these water coolers. And here's Reagan, he has his own fucking office selling water cooler so it's like he was successful doing it selling water coolers He's the best and it, it's weird that
3: it's in this arc we learned that reagan's actually extremely capable businessman and the whole reason he got into this line of work was just because he was bored out of his goddamn mind and it's like yeah bro what <laughs> like that came out of nowhere like this whole time we were kind of thinking reagan's kind of a loser but like that managed to get by it's like no Reagan's actually extremely successful at what he can yeah, do. Yeah, and, and like Wait, so when, fuck?
0: and then uh, so when they solve that case for the um the millionaire guy where they exorcise the demon, mm-hmm. Reagan doesn't take the fucking money even though they they did it like mm-hmm. mob and Reagan's team did it. Yeah, he was like, I don't need that five hundred million yen because he was like oh because i don't want other people to come after me because of the damages but it's like it's because he actually has ethics and i'm like what a con man with ethics who knew well what's crazy is if you think about it he's always had ethics he's not an unethical person
3: everything they like that
0: from the start yeah he he may be a con man but he's not unethical (laughs) and i'm like that's actually pretty crazy and Seeing that he has, and then when we watch him build his business of like he's by himself now and he becomes famous, he's actually a successful businessman. Like, he's dude is actually smart. (laughs) Like, as much as we think he's just a dumbass who's just a con man, he's actually pretty fucking smart. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I I did not see that coming. I didn't think Reagan would become this developed as a character, but then like he gets caught up and he gets fucking played by a different psychic. And like, because his in his mind, he actually was again. We get to see that his savvy brain of like, "Oh, because he thinks that most psychics are bullshit, just like him, mm. he's like, "Oh, they're playing it up for t v so I'm just gonna play along and then as it turns out, it was a fucking trap. It was all to make him look stupid and, and sh- sh- like show that he's a sham, right? yeah and and then Reagan is just like uh you get to a peek into more into his life and it's like he has emails from his mom, and his mom is like she's kind of like a helicopter parent and she's like disappointed in him and when we see a little glimpse of like why did you quit that company what are you going to do now like you need to really settle down and do this and that and then when he gets in trouble his mom sends him like I saw you got in big trouble here's a speech I've already prepared for you you just have to say it word by word and it's like <laughs> the loneliness and the seclusion that he feels because he has no friends he comes to that realization and then he the fact that his mom treats him like that it tells so much about his backstory john as about, an asian man did that really hit home <laughs> i mean it hits pretty pretty hits deep close. and pretty hard bro like it it, like so goddamn closed <laughs> it's like i'm not sure if it's all asian people it might be it might not be i don't know i'm um, pretty sure it is john
2: I think my smart. parents have
0: definitely mellowed out, but definitely when I was in high school and stuff, they they were a lot more. There was a lot more pressure on me to mm-hmm. like meet these in, these standards of like you need to always be top of the class. You need to be this. You need to be that. And like we're called Asians, not Bsians, right? Straight Asians <laughs> at the top. like A is passing, B is you're failing. Okay, like it, it's just it's how it is. Okay, and seeing that that type of pressure that Reagan feels from his mom, just that little bit, just two fucking emails, bro Mm. told me all I needed to know because it's, I guess it's more relatable to Asian people. So for me and Shinoda, we'd understand that type of pressure because like, it's not just your parents, man. It's everyone in your fucking family. They're always asking you the same shit. Like, did you get, why didn't you? Why didn't you get a promotion? Why don't you be a manager? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? No, it's yeah. not
3: like, even just your family either; it's the people around your family as well. Yeah, it's, it's everyone the around you. It. Work with it's the teachers. It's society as a whole. It's insane.
0: Yeah, like, goddamn, it makes that... me
3: really understand why so many Asians commit
0: suicide. <laughs> yeah, darkest. Like fuck, but it's true. Yeah, because it's a lot of pressure to put on kids, especially to put on kids. Yeah, so learning just that tiny amount of information about Reagan's past and like... It's good writing. It's fucking great no, writing. And excellent I, writing. And I did not expect to see this from... about Reagan at all because yeah, this is Mob Psycho. It's supposed to be about Mob. Yeah. It's so good. And then uh, at the end of this arc where... uh this is the end of episode 7 where it finally wraps up and it feels like the end of the fucking season because how everything culminates. But basically Reagan goes to apologize on public TV. Then he has a flashback. He's like it's fine to give up. You know, like I started this business thinking it would fail anyway, because I just wanted to do something different. And then he thinks back to like, why did I even continue doing this? Wasn't I about to give up? And it's because he met mob and he, when he saw mob, like he realized that mob was this kid that had Esper for powers. And it's like, obviously when we see it in the flashback, we think, Oh, he's a dirty con man. It's why he wanted to, he's just using mob. But in reality, what it was, was he saw this lonely kid who is by himself and reagan has morals he's he's an ethical guy he actually has a goddamn heart <laughs> not only did, like not to say that he didn't want to use mob for his psychic powers to like we're gonna become real ghostbusters now he also was like this kid needs someone in his life to kind of be his mentor which is why reagan started like kid just because you have powers doesn't make you any more special than me than any other guy out there there are plenty of people who can run fast plenty of people who are smart and they're not any better than anyone else And it's like, at first, when we were introduced to that, we think, oh, Reagan's just a con man, he's whatever. But it's like, it hits so different after season two, after all this stuff, because it's like, he actually meant those words. And
3: it's like, it's so easy to tell a kid, um, yes, you are special, yes, you're different from someone. It takes real courage to tell them, no, you're just another human. You might have something that's a little bit different, but you're still a person,
0: and you need to remember that. Yeah, and like that, I, I love the early callback, on. Dude. Yeah, I love I, that they did a callback to that, and they reinforced the idea. Like it, it's it's like, oh, bro, this is good fucking writing. Like <laughs> what the fuck? I did again. You go into Mob Psycho, fresh off of One Punch Man. You don't think there's gonna be good writing at all. You think, oh, how funny punch. You think it's gonna, just, yeah, it's that. just
3: gonna be some shonen, and then you get introduced to everything. You're like, oh, holy shit! One is actually a genius writer. Like
0: this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. And then uh, – so then it wraps up with Reagan basically reflecting on it and then realizing, like, he got into this business because he was actually – he wanted to be here for one boy, and it was Mob. And then Mob gets pissed off, and he goes to the pest conference, and then he does psychic shit and moves everything, right? But we don't know it's Mob yet until the very end of the episode when they review the footage, and uh, the reporter girl is like, oh, shit, that was Mob, and then the helmet cycle religion and shit like that. But he got angry at the world for thinking – his master was a uh con man. Because at the very end, Mob's like, I've always known what you are, Reagan. And then Reagan's like, Ah, oh, he's found me out finally. And then he's like, I've always known you're a good person. And I was oh. like, Bro. <laughs> oh. I almost I, I oh. legitimately almost started
3: crying. <laughs> that was that hit hard. And then the E D starts strong. playing, oh my God. Yeah, then the E D
0: then we get gray again, and I'm just like, bro. Bro, like everything, like I said, it feels like it's
1: the end of the fucking That's series how, that, or the I end of the
2: fucking season.
1: Like, that should have, like, in any other, I think, anime, that would have been how the season ended.
2: But this is Mom's Cycle
1: 100. This is not how it ends. No. Then we go do a marathon. <laughs> but, goddamn,
3: was that one hell of a arc, one strong episode? Like, yeah. Individually, that episode was brilliant in every way the execution of it was top-notch yeah yeah
0: oh my god it's so good <laughs> it's so good also then... there,
1: another another bit of uh asian trivia that you gave me during because you you kind of popped in while we were doing our watch party in our discord server uh, the during the marathon where uh one of the dudes gives um mob the shoes to run the marathon oh yeah, yeah. it's like I, I got these but i can't wear them but i think they're, they're your size here have
0: them oh yeah on he calls out yeah and then the fitness club is like oh he bought the shoes in the wrong size so he gave them to you huh mom and i'm like ah you, you this guy you japanese yeah.
1: person you're definitely japanese
0: well the tidbit that i dropped during that was that um Because Japanese culture is, it's very different from the West, where we buy stuff and we return things just instantly. Mm. Like we're like, ah, we don't like it, return it. Japanese people don't really do returns like that, unless something's really critically wrong with it. Like either, like if it's uh, if it's something that that you made as a mistake, like oh, I ordered the wrong size, Mm. a lot of people wouldn't return shit like that because it's like, well, that'd be rude because one, I paid for this thing and they delivered exactly what I asked them for. It would be absolutely rude to ask for a refund on my fuck up. But if you got,
1: if you ordered shoes and there was a giant hole in the bottom of them, then they might return those.
0: Yeah, they might. But that's just like one of the funny quirks that they have. Like, I I, I saw the episode and I just hopped in randomly and I was just like, hey, fun fact about why he actually still had those shoes. Because a lot of people are like, why wouldn't you just return it? I'm like, because in Japan's culture, they wouldn't, because that would be rude. Because you fucked up and bought the wrong size. It wasn't their fault, it's your fault. Yeah. You were
1: t- and you were relating it to the story of, um, what was it, Callie, who ordered a couch oh, and yeah. sent it back, and the people who delivered it were absolutely shocked. Like,
0: oh, yeah. What? So, like, so Callie's living in Japan right now, um, Mori, Mori Calliope. Uh, and she, she ordered, uh, I remember watching her live stream, and she was like, Yeah, I ordered this couch, and they basically were like reluctant to bring it into my house. Like, it was just staying outside, and they didn't want to b- bring it in. And then I told them they had to go upstairs, and they were just like, Uh, we don't really want to do that because like it's a lot of work and stuff like that right and she's like you're a moving company i bought you to move shit like move shit so again a very like american mindset of like i paid for this service i demand to speak to your manager and have this done like this right (laughs) but she eventually she's like all right you know what you guys are just fucking playing games you want to do this i'll just cancel it return it and the um the mover is just like what you want to return it (laughs) And she's just like she's like, yeah, I don't care. Like you don't want to move it? I don't need it. I I can't have this here. Like I can't get it up there, and I need it up there right now. If you guys can't do it, then I don't need it. She cancels it. And I'm like, you know what? From a Western point of view, that makes sense. I get it. I paid yeah. For this, I paid for this service, and you didn't complete it. I shouldn't then then take it back. I don't want it. However, that was like one of the biggest faux pas you could commit. <laughs>
1: in japan canceling a
0: service and yeah and i was just like oh that's a because that's a big slap to the face to the company mm. so that hey. was just my tidbit of like culture.
1: japanese culture with john <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh no the the marathon thing was kind of a nice little breather that leads into the um Really, the final arc of the season, which is the confrontation with Claw. Now, I want to point out oh, yeah. when when that confrontation starts and we get like reintroduced briefly to the members of the Seventh Division, which were defeated in the last season. I was actually kind of shocked. I I, I genuinely thought with how they were introduced really late in the season, uh, m- mostly, um, and how like quickly they were dispatched with, I didn't expect them to come back. I thought they'd just be kind of gone from the story entirely. Oh but yeah, I so, was surprised to see that, them back. Though,
0: so in episode 8 when they do the marathon, one thing that I I absolutely love and appreciate it. Again, I fucking love Reagan. Reagan shows up in running shorts and he's like, "I thought I'd finish the last mile for with you, Mob." Because <laughs> they're running a 5K, I believe, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "Right now, I've counted every runner for you. So right now you're at this oh, so we should probably count to so Mob, Mob wants to do the 5K and he wants to finish into the top 10 because if he he realizes that he doesn't have enough time to um confess to Subomi. Like, if he doesn't do it this year, he the girl that he crushes on, he's not going to have time next year because they're going to be too busy preparing for entrance exams and stuff for high school. Mm-hmm. So he decides, I'm going to train and get into the top ten. And Reagan's just like, Mob, that's at, just use your powers and cheat. And he's like, no, I, I want to do it with my own power. And he's like, alright, then I'll train with you. And then <laughs> Reagan starts running with him and stuff. And then he shows up at the marathon and he's like, I've counted all the races. And I'm like, Reagan is such a bro. Like, <laughs> after Everything that happened in episode seven, now he's like an actual like he's not only is he his mentor, he's also his friend now. Yeah. I was like, Oh, look at that character growth, that development. Oh, Reagan, you're so much cooler now. It's you're even cooler now. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and but we still see that like uh Reagan's like uh he's talking to Dimple. Dimple's like, Oh, you showed up and you're actually gonna run the last mile. <laughs> thinking about you, I thought you would have just given up and just called a taxi. And he's like, oh, to be honest, I-, I do want to call a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna do it, you're not wrong. <laughs> but then it's like but look at Mob with that face, determined face and Mobs like fucking dying. <laughs> fucking exhausted. He <laughs> just
2: you
1: just hear the distance you hear the 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 body improvement go fight on, fight on,
0: fight oh, on It's it so great. And like it just it's so feel good and I, I love the first half. And then we get to the last half of it where mob finally not gets even home. go on go on yeah oh yeah so we get to the the last part when then mob comes home and uh fucking his the... on fire and he discovers just three yeah bodies so like there. um his parents are home and his younger brother are home waiting for mom because he's he fainted during the marathon so he's like he wakes up and he wakes up later and he's like oh i'm gonna go home now and then freaking that guy from season one show shows up and he like yo so this is where you've been and then it's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the next thing we know, the mob house is on comes fire. Home. <laughs> house is on fire, bro. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And then, oh, fuck. And then when
3: Mob gets home, he sees what's going on and he sees the dead bodies and just, he Lose. goes, Loses his, 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 his emotional state meter goes question mark, question mark, question mark. And that's when everyone and their mother was like, Oh, fuck. Like, just, oh, fuck. And I remember what a fucking ballbuster that cliffhanger was when it was airing. We were Bro. just like, what do you mean? That's the end of
0: the episode. We were just like, what the actual fuck? Like I was like, Oh shit. Did Cho actually torch his parents? Cause while mom's walking through the fire so he goes into the, f- the flaming house. Cause he's like, and he's being locked. He's like, dad was home from work today. And dad's a really responsible guy. Also my younger brother was here. So he has expert powers now. And you know, he's a pretty sensible guy. And mom too, and knows about fine, fire right? safety. And yeah, m- mom was the one who got mad at me when I tried to play with the thing. So it's this and it's that. And I'm just, he's being very rational. Right. And then when he gets to that final door, Freaking uh, dimples like mob, don't look, turn away, avert your eyes, and then there's the charred bodies, and then oh, bro, he just loses it. Holy shit! I was just like, oh my god, because I was like, how, how fucking dare you wrap it up at at episode seven with the feel good shit, and then now we have this like funny marathon thing, and then now you're gonna fucking punch us like that, and then end the episode at eight. Like, what the? That was a ball. Like, edge episode. of your fucking seat, bro! <laughs> like holy shit, yeah.
3: Alex. What what was your reaction? Because you didn't watch it live like
0: us. So no, we just I didn't. It straight. What did you think? Oh, of Oh, I that didn't part? watch it live either. I, I waited oh, until it was. So I waited until season two was done before I watched all of it after it came out. So you binged uh, the whole no season. No balls.
3: You didn't go through the emotional torture like me. What's <laughs> no, wrong with you?
0: Because I've learned I like to binge shit. I hate doing weekly stuff. So I, I sometimes if it's like something like Mob Psycho. Like, all right, I'm gonna. I watch the first couple episodes, and I'm like, all right, it's good. It's that good. I'm gonna wait until the end, mm. and I'm gonna binge all of it. It's good it's enough to week- wait to see how you know to to see it all the way through. <laughs> no, I'm transitioning back to a weekly watcher now, or a, a daily watcher. So I watch new episodes as they come out now. Well, so there's I'm, been more and more good
1: stuff coming out every season. You could do that.
0: <laughs> I'm watching thirteen shows right now so get on my level bro get on my level bro i'm not going back to 20 plus animes a season i'm not (laughs) honest to god no don't. right now there's like three i there's one i absolutely hate that i'm still watching but the other 12 are okay you only hate watching that one though i bro i can't wait for a new segment yeah
1: uh but you asked how I, I i responded to it like i had kind of the same reaction that you did like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> this went from like super happy go lucky to super dark in an instant
0: yeah because at this point place. at this point we haven't killed anyone yet no one has actually died in season one and people have, come close.
2: Yeah, people no, have they come, get, come close yeah
0: well in typical shonen fashion you know they get they get beat up and then they get retired you know in jojo fashion Retired. It's they they get retired. Even the
1: old guy, the 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 billionaire trillionaire whatever who was going to give Reagan all the money. Like the dude it they literally say it. There's dialogue saying, "Oh my god, he got gored." And then like he's fine the next episode. He's fine. Yeah,
0: he gets pierced through the fucking stomach, which by the way, you die from. <laughs> like yeah. that's a that's a lot of damage to your internal organs and you would bleed out so fast because it's a he gets stabbed by his daughter's arm when uh, Mogami Mogami Mog- Mogami. Name Mogami. Yeah, yeah, Mogami like pierces through the dad, and I'm just like, yo, he's fucking dead. Like, but then I was like, yeah, this, but stomach, this is, well, is mom stom- psycho. Having that stomach so, acid
1: just leak all over your internal organs would probably be a death sentence in itself.
0: Oh, it bro, is. It really is. Having like a fucking three inch hole go through your just your abdomen in general is probably gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Especially if you remove it. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. Get pierced, if you get pierced and it stays in there, all right, you're probably not going to bleed out super quickly. But if it gets removed, you're bleeding out instantly. All right. You're done. Because Hollywood gets this wrong all the time, and
1: anime does too. Best advice I can give you if you are ever pierced or stabbed by
0: anything, do not pull it out. <laughs> yeah, you're going to bleed out a lot faster than you are going to die from anything else.
1: Yeah, you will die so much quicker by pulling that shit out than if you just leave it in and go to the hospital.
0: Yeah, so at this point... Again, and then the dad is like, "Fine, he's like in the hospital bed recovering." So, in typical Shonen fashion, no one really dies. So, at this point, we're like, "Holy shit!" Are they actually going to do it? Well, because I don't know how to explain what happened because that that look you just
1: gave was the exact look I had at the end of that
0: episode. uh Yeah, like, like what the (laughs) fuck? Because they they obviously they did it on purpose because with the whole show show fo- show up first and now mob the yeah. house is on fire and then mob finds dead bodies and it's just like holy shit though i will say i was like i don't know if it's real or not because they the parents bodies would have been in the dining room living room mm. on the bottom floor mob goes up to the second floor and it's in the room there. Yes. And that's not where their parents were beforehand. That's the hint but to us, like, the audience, but not to Mob. Yeah. Yep. So to, to the audience, it's hint. like, obviously, like, uh, so when Dimple is trying to calm him down, he's like, obviously, these are dummies, man. Like, they're, they're just dummies. Don't worry about it, Mob. And the Mob which like, he's kind of bullshitting because he doesn't know for a fact. Well, because Dimple's like, if this man is at question mark, question mark, question mark, he's literally going to nuke the fucking town. Hmm. Like, Dimple understands the power of Mob. Yeah. Because he felt it firsthand when he got fucking exercised. And he's just like, I he's scared for his fucking life. Because like if he if Mob is at question mark, question mark, question mark, imagine the damage that he's gonna do to the town, but also he's gonna be able to fucking exercise every ghost as well. Yeah, he's also experienced it's, the power
1: firsthand because he, he's possessed mob. Yeah. He would
3: straight up exercise every Yeah.
1: Oh. Chino's oh, it's ch- oh. fucked!
0: Oh, oh, are you back? Uh, oh, 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 now we can't hear you. You can't hear you, man. What do you mean you can't hear oh, now me? We can. Oh, now we can hear you. Okay. What the fuck? My Stream God. Streamlabs is fucking up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
1: anyway. Um. Yeah, that, that, the end of that episode is crazy. And then, yeah, we get reintroduced to some of the members, all, all but one member of the seventh division of Claw. Uh, The, the black hole dude doesn't come back.
0: Yeah, which I was fine with, because I was like, he didn't really... So, I like that these characters came back, because I honestly thought they were going to be just one-off throwaway characters. Me too. I expect them to be completely gone from the story after the first season. Yeah, just like the kids. The kids that were uh, the the ones that were with um, Mob's younger brother mm. in that psychic development power program. Yeah. They come back too. Yeah. And they actually play a role in season two. I'm like, oh, what the heck? These these characters aren't just one-off throwaways. They actually play a part. That's crazy. I really
1: appreciate it, though.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I want to say this, though. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the first season. I really should have. But I don't mean to alarm you. (laughs) Takeuchi strikes me as a little bit racist. (laughs) He he literally looks like someone, a vaudeville actor wearing blackface.
2: Oh that yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah. i mean
1: i don't know yeah. if it is racist but it kind of comes off that way
3: it, yeah <laughs> I, I was like whatever about it but yeah it kind of kind of feels like
0: it uh i mean it's it's definitely a caricature yeah yeah definitely a caricature
1: whoo it, it i saw that and i'm like mm, should i like this it doesn't feel right
0: to like this now it's not direct racism, I've all said that, so it's not <laughs> No, but it's it's bad, characters, bad. you know, like, yeah. like watching old Tom and Jerry and seeing like the depiction of like the black woman. Mm. It's like that was obviously created with an image of racism in mind. Yeah. <laughs> like an Aunt Jemima type character is this the is the old lady. The old black lady. I don't even know if she's old, you never see her face, but she's definitely a caricature and it's like, well, this kinda has racist roots. But in my opinion, I'm like, well, it's not like they call like anything to this stuff like that. No, it's and, just there. <laughs> yeah, and then like, uh, I mean, you think about in um, I guess shiny, shiny black metal isn't actually black. He's a Japanese guy, I guess. In One Punch Man, Dark Shine, the guy, the uh, the guy who bodybuilds, was he in the anime? I think he was. Darkshine. I'm trying to think. It's been so long since I watched One Punch Man. He was in there. He was in there. He was in season one. I mean, Darkshine was kind of a character as well of of a black person. However, the person wasn't actually black. He just like I wanted. I want to give one the benefit of the doubt because he does have kid humor and stuff like that. He does have potty humor sometimes too. I just I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's that problematic because it's not like it was a bad. Uh, representation, and I don't think it was bad faith at all. A little bit ignorant, sure. I don't. I don't think it was bad faith,
2: though.
0: I. I mean, I. I give
1: him the benefit of the doubt too. I just. I see it. I just can't help but make the connection, though. <laughs> well, I mean, man, I think that reflects more on you. Just saying, uh, Mister.
0: I'm from the Deep South Bible Belt.
1: No, I'm not from the Deep South. I'm from Florida. There's a difference. <laughs> well, yeah. Depending on where you're in Florida, it, it can be
0: South
3: deep Florida.
2: South. <laughs> Is it South Florida?
3: Florida, Like
1: I live, I live south of I four. That's South Florida.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's that's the Cubans. Uh, Yeah, and the Jews. (laughs) Yeah, no, Northern Florida is the Bible Belt. Is is South North
1: Florida is South Georgia.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it Um, is.
1: But the confrontation with Claw. So I want to point out. I really feel like this should have been, like, the series finale, not the season finale. Because it seems like it's really high stakes. Because you got the dude, the leader of, of Claw, right? Who's, it, you find out his stated goals, like, I just world dominate? No, domination. no, you're
0: skipping over something that pisses me off. Let me talk about the oh, one thing oh, I f- oh. absolutely hated about season two. Oh, boy. So, at this point, before we meet all this stuff, right? We meet Cho again, right? Yeah. And we see that he comes Briefly. back, and he's like... He's here to abduct um, Mob's younger brother and stuff like that. Hmm. And then, as it turns out, we learn that um, we meet the 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 seven and that stuff. And then we find out that and Reagan like reinforces Dipple's theory. Like, yeah, I really don't think your parents are dead or your brother. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And then Mob's like, he's like, "Are you sure, Master?" And then he's like, "Yeah." And so then Mob like faints because he's like, "Oh, thank God!" And then because every time he uses his powers, he faints. And. <clears throat> so that happens but then we go back to seeing show and then it's like oh my dad is crazy and he wants to try to take over the world so I need your help and it's just like mom's younger brother is like okay I'm helping you but only because you helped save my parents and like his parents are safe they're on a they think they want a three day vacation to this Riocon somewhere far away from where they're at and it's just like what? Weren't you a bad guy? Yeah. Where, where, what, what happened? Why are you now? Trying there's to no build up to this. There's and there's no there's no backstory. There's no build up. There's nothing. It's like show was bad, but now he's good, kind of. And, and it I, all happen. it would
1: have taken it wouldn't have taken much to have this build up or or some kind of hint that this was coming. All you could have had to do was have brief glimpses just for the audience. You wouldn't have to show any of the characters of like show in the background, just kind of watching over things then you know yeah. something's going on. Like there, there has to be a reason he's keeping an eye on these characters.
0: Yeah, like it's literally it just happens. It's like nope, this is the plot point. Now I, it just pissed me off because I was like, why are you back? Why do you hate your dad? And it's like they explain the backstory of the dad and stuff and why he goes crazy and shit like Which that. Which that's fine, and, and that was great. I loved his backstory and the whole like, everything that ties in because that's actually very beautiful as well. I but forgot. The whole sh-
3: was was it this episode that?
0: Um, actually
3: introduced, uh, his dad, uh, Suzuki. he He is introduced
1: very briefly at the end of the first season. Right, 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 right. Completely
3: forgot about that. He, yeah, okay. Yeah. But so, no, like, really, he, he comes out of nowhere like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a lot more friendly, I'm a better guy now.
0: It's like, what? <laughs> Where, where's this yeah. come from? Yeah. Like, you were working at the end of season one you were working for your dad you were under his orders to try to find and see if there was any talent worth scoping out at division seven and like you're just pissed off that mob is someone who has power but doesn't know how to use it Mm -hmm. and that's it that's all we get about show and then now all of a sudden he shows up and he's like yeah sorry about that but i've been assembling a a group because i need to take down my dad i'm like what when where how what and and like, like i
1: said we'll it would not have it would anything. not have taken yeah. much to establish this like trait in show all you have to do it doesn't even require any dialogue just show it let show glimpses of him throughout the course of the season just watching over these characters waiting for the right time in which to set this plan in motion
0: yeah so it's completely out of left field and that that to me that was the weakest thing and i i absolutely hated it hmm. but i mean that's a small complaint i have the only complaint i have about season two Um,
2: Uh,
0: other than that though i love that the uh the fight at the the, end is
1: great because it's like several fights that everyone goes off and does their own thing and then it just it culminates in one one fight at the end
0: yeah like so mob is passed out and while he's passed out we have to follow all the side characters and again we see so we see everyone so division seven is now they're they're good guys or rather they're not bad guys anymore because they're like oh they're fighting against
1: their former boss
0: yeah, and it's like his former boss has launched this all attack. Like he comes out and he hacks like there's some guy with like
1: his esper power digital... is he can hack signals.
0: Yeah, like he can hack hijack radio signals or TV signals or whatever and it's just weird. I like how they have the blurb Basically, that comes up.
1: It's like he doesn't really know how it works.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, cuz it doesn't make sense, but yeah, so it shows dad comes on TV is like it's my it's the time of espers to rise, like we are the chosen ones this and that like crazy religious cult shit. Then he goes back to his, like, home city, and then he just takes it over. He fucks everything up. Yeah. And then, and like...
2: Also, uh,
3: while doing the same thing, um... They also kidnap the
0: goddamn prime minister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They For no reason. They the prime minister. The freaking blind dude. Yeah. He was freaking crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, uh, while this is all happening, like, this... While, uh, Reagan, the, uh... the ex-claw members plus those uh esper kids they're all hiding away and and mobs like pass the fuck out and the city's being taken over by espers by uh the the claw hq people and uh show's dad and we just get to watch the development of all the side characters now which i loved Hmm. like i love that they brought him back and then they actually had them fight and stuff yeah we had we had dimple fighting we had um all the kids helping out to (laughs) like assault and assault and try to fight the uh the claw hq people
1: we even had tarot come back uh strong
3: too yeah
0: oh yeah i I love terry was a good guy now that was great i
1: also like how there's that that scene where he's wearing the hat and they're like what's under the hat what's under the hat (laughs) now
0: because they're because they were wondering they went into like the uh this they they're wondering what happened to his hair because he yep. got blasted off in season one. And as we, last time we saw him, he had the, the huge stack, <laughs> Stag- which then got the overcompensation at the end of season one. <laughs> and it's just like normal hair. <laughs> it's funny. It's it like, obviously everyone, we all know it's a fucking wig. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the joke. Oh man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Watching, watching the people like everyone else fight against claw and them actually just like, coming up with their own plans and like the the esper kids are stronger now they actually can like they were helping move cars and shit like that like tarot obviously is way stronger than everyone because you know natural espers are way stronger than everyone else but it, it's great to see that the kids actually did something <laughs> instead of just like not doing anything they're just throwaway characters you
1: brought up something before we started recording about how uh, when all this is going on clearly the government is very well aware of the fact that espers are a thing that exists yeah, they have so their when, own
0: <laughs> yeah so when shows dad is trying to take over uh there's a certain guy in his claw group he's one of the captains or something like the eight captains or something mm-hmm. that is like or what the division captain yeah one of the uh, division captains he's like he's like oh this old man is crazy this and that we should stage a coup d'etat so then like he gathers a bunch of other division captains and like let's stage a coup d'etat and then all of them get fucking absolutely bodied by his like his top five like elite soldiers mm-hmm. and then uh the guy who started the coup d'etat reveals like actually i'm a government agent the government's had their eye on you for a while they just thought you wouldn't make a move and i'm like all right so the government obviously knows that espers exist so in season one i talked about how like how come everyone obviously knows that ghosts exist and esper powers exist but like it's not a big deal everyone's just yeah. it's like it's a normal tuesday as Alex said in the previous spoiler cast, it's just a
3: normal truth of the world. Like, everyone knows about yeah. psychic powers. It's a thing of the world, but it's become normalized.
0: Well, I get that for the most part that most of the psychic-powered people in the world are, like, they're basically hacks, right? We we run into that uh, guy that uses the ceiling beads and it's like he can't even fight off, like, the, the rumor ghost, the lady in the well or whatever. The lady in the lake that kills people, drowns people. They drown yeah. her. And dragger, like, the dragger. The dragger, <laughs> yeah. Because she
1: drags people to the lake.
0: Yeah, so it's like, we, so we know that espers exist and there's mediums and shit like that. And it's like, they're all weak powered. So obviously the government was like, yeah, like, obviously there's espers and stuff. but it's Let not them like have their
1: can... parlor tricks.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's not like you can literally nuke towns. And then shows dad comes out and literally just nukes the town and takes over. <laughs> and I'm like, so you're telling me the government has been watching this man and know that he's a threat but didn't know that he could fucking do this <laughs> yeah and then after he does it they don't do anything to try to fight against them they're like all right mm-hmm. we're just not gonna deal with it and i'm like what
2: what the fuck
0: <laughs> where are you hello government kun <laughs> uh th- 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 that was just one of those weird like things and i was just like oh, i have more questions than that's not even being answered <laughs> especially given how it ends and stuff like yeah that,
1: but um I will say the the uh, the final fight is is, is really good. Uh, first, first of all, it looks amazing. <laughs> um, but actually, he does the the Commander Shepard thing, like from Mass Effect. He talks the the main dude down.
0: <laughs> who who talks him down? Mob. <laughs> when, he doesn't really talk uh, the main dude down. What are you talking about?
1: When they're in like the little bubble before his like. Bomb oh, thing goes yeah. off. He's like, he talks him down, and he's like, "Oh
0: okay, shit!" Okay, okay,
1: Alex, way too far ahead. Let's roll it back. We'll get, we'll build to it. We'll
3: build yeah. to it.
0: No, so like, obviously, we have the X Division people fighting uh, the Claw members, and it's mm. like, we learn so much about Show's dad throughout all of this. Like, so all the people who are uh, the ones, the artificial espers, the reason they're so powerful is because Sho's mm. dad actually has the ability to give people energy. Mm. And it's, it's like, well, that's weird. Like, Mob can—he's one
2: for
3: all.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's so, and that was crazy because we saw that Mob could do that too. Yeah, so it's like this guy is actually as powerful as Mob then, because Mob can do that. Where Mob like, can do it Mob in a slightly
1: doesn't... more limited extent, though. Well, because Mob
3: doesn't have full control of his power. Yeah, yeah. Mob and...
0: doesn't have the experience. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, and like. I thought it was cool watching the um, the elite five, like just body everyone with their weird ass fucking skills. <laughs> it was just funny to watch them. Cause I was like, you're obviously throwaway characters. And I'm like, I'm just waiting. I'm like, whenever mob regains consciousness, he's literally just going to body all of you left and right.
2: <laughs> so
0: we're just waiting on mob to wake up. Cause at this point he, he's not waking up and there's like, everyone else has to come to his rescue and or not really to his rescue, but everyone else has to like fend for themselves and it's actually really cool because it's like, a, it's a real struggle. And it's like, it's fun just to watch this happen and unfold. And then Mob fucking wakes up.
2: <laughs> Bodied. And
0: fucking bodies the Elite Five. Like, they're just like, SWAT. <laughs> like, psh, get out of here. Who do you We're think done. you're
1: dealing with, sir?
0: Because <laughs> he's like, I don't have time for this. Psh, and I'm like, yeah, there we go. There's the One Punch Man shit that I love and I love to see it. But then, um,. So then, Mob finally goes and tries to face against uh, Show's <clears throat> dad, and we meet one more, um, one more. Sarazawa. 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 The Neat. Yeah. So Sarazawa is like this bum dude who was a Neat who got recruited by the um, by the president <laughs> by Show's dad to like come use his Esper powers for good, and Sarazawa is actually pretty strong, which is like surprising. Sarazawa is. Extremely strong. He's one of the
3: strongest psychics in the world. Like, there's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah. And that was actually super cool. And like, learning about him and like why he follows the dad and stuff like that. And then learning about the dad's backstory. And I was like, that's cool. And I, another, I wouldn't say something that, uh, I wouldn't say this is a complaint, but it was weird that there's an episode that after the ED, there's actually more to watch. Mm. So, like, right before the final episodes, there's like a freaking minute and a half or something of like story that and happens after, after, after the ED, yeah, an after credit sequence that ex- that leads into the final episodes. And I'm like, I missed that in my original watch through, and I was just so fucking confused. I was like, what? Why? Why is Bob talking to Sarazawa? Why? Why is he here? Why is he leading the prime minister away? I don't <laughs> understand what is happening right now. Because at this point, all we know is Show has gone up there and he's trying to fight his dad. And as it turns out, Sarazawa is super buff, and he's like, "You're never gonna touch the president," and he just beats beats up show. And but then he's like, he doesn't actually want to fight Joe because he's like, "That's your son. Like, I'm not gonna beat the shit out of him." But Joe's dad is fucking ruthless. He just beats the shit Suzuki out of
3: him. Suzuki is he grew the difference between him and Mob is Mob managed to get lucky and find someone that he can be inspired by. He found a mentor. Bob found a mentor and that that had good morals and ethics Suzuki he had basically the same insane amount of strength from the beginning but he didn't grow up with it he didn't well he didn't grow up with a mentor and because of that he mostly looked down on the world and grew to be a cold calculating he he basically grew up to be a dick
0: yeah and it's like and it, it comes it comes back it's about the relations because Suzuki's like bonds don't matter relationships don't matter all that matters is that I'm the most powerful and I've explored the world I literally am the strongest thing I've ever seen out there I can rule it then and it's like he's logical he's cold and stuff like that and it's like completely counterpoint to Mob who's like I don't want to use my power to rule the world I don't want to be the number one thing I don't want to abuse my power like that and it's just like oh man look another counterpoint to Mob's character oh shit it's almost like this is a story being told here <laughs> so oh man but yeah he, so sarah's out like he beats show but then suzuki takes it too far so he's like I, I i'm not comfortable with this so i'm just gonna take the prime i'm gonna take the hostage that we abducted the prime minister and i'm gonna like send him on his way so then he runs into mob and he's like kid what are you doing here oh, i don't have time to deal with you here take this guy and run and then mob's like no no <laughs> fuck you so they yeah and then they have a fight and it's actually pretty cool like sarazawa is fucking super strong it's actually crazy yeah but then this entire time mob uh he's he actually talks down sarazawa because he's like don't you see that suzuki the guy you call president is doing everything wrong you shouldn't use your powers to hurt people no matter how much you think you you're better than everyone and how much stronger you think you are and then, like, Sarazawa's, like, but you, what do you understand? The president saved me when I was at the lowest of the low. He made it so I could actually go out in the world. And it's, like, it's actually true. So as fucked up as it was, uh, Suzuki may have not seen this as a, a bond or a relationship, but he definitely didn't treasure Sarazawa as a friend. That way that Sarazawa looked up to Suzuki as a mentor, right? It's kind of like mob's position. Suzuki just saw him
1: the- as a means to an end.
0: Yeah, he was like, you're just another... He was another- just
3: another so- tool for uh, yeah. Suzuki.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then Mob talks uh, Sarazawa down, and it's like, look, I don't want to fight. Like, I'm-, I'm here to stop this man from doing crazy shit, and you need to help talk to him too. So then, like... So then we get to the, the... the Right before the last battle, he Sarazawa shows up with Mob, and Mob is, like, spewing off all these different things. And... um, or Actually, no, Sarazawa shows up later, actually. So... Supposedly, Sarazara has been a turned man, so he's like, "I'm gonna repent on my ways." And then Mob goes and talks to Suzuki, and basically he's like, "Suzuki's like, oh, you have all this power. Is that really all you can do? I'm only using 10% of my power." And they have this like battle, right? And Mob's getting the shit kicked out of him. And then right when he was about to get fucking just like destroyed, Sarazara shows up and saves Mob. And he was like, "Sachi, uh, he's like, President, I, I think what you're doing is wrong. Maybe doing this by force." And then that's where Suzuki's like, "Ugh." another failure i see and it's like that's when it hits home to serizawa you were just a fucking tool to suzuki this entire time and i was like oh poor poor serizawa dude
3: man that shit hit hard too it was like you can see the man underneath uh is like he's good he's a good person like he just got caught up in a lot of fucked up shit but like he is a good person just trying to do right
0: yeah, Sarazawa. And, the only reason he was a neat was because he had uncontrollable um esper powers. Everyone that tried to get close to him, literally physically close to him or touched them, or if he got, if his emotions got out of check, he'd fuck shit up. Because yeah. he was too powerful. So it's like, I can see how if you had to live a, a very sedentary and hermit lifestyle because of that, like everyone's afraid of you because it's like, literally if I say the wrong thing or you're too happy or too <clears throat> sad and stuff, you're gonna just destroy everything they they're walking on eggshells around you. There's no way to have any real relationships. So like when Suzuki shows up, it's like he looked up to him as like a, a mentor, someone that he who could finally see him and not be afraid. And for Sara to like get hit by that reality by from Suzuki, bro. I was just like, "Oh, poor Saraza, bro."
1: Yeah. That that is that is are we gonna like uh gloss over the fact that Reagan just tried to sucker punch Suzuki though? <laughs>
0: so reagan shows up as in always in his in classical faction and he's like talking down to sarah's out because he realizes why did i just say i so mob puts his foot down when he goes and fights uh suzuki and he says, look i'm not gonna sugarcoat it and i'm gonna be selfish you guys are just gonna get in the way and everyone knows it but this is mob we're talking about he he does he's not assertive like this Mm -hmm. but then reagan's like you know what let's listen to mob he's right there's nothing we can literally do against someone who's as strong as mob and then while reagan is like while they're fighting up there and they're like oh shit it's taking too long like there's a bunch of fighting reagan reagan comes to the realization what am i doing mob's just a fucking kid why did i send a kid to go fight this battle he's not ready for that Mm. so then um mob's getting the shit kicked out of him and then reagan shows up and he's like he's like hey unhand that kid like stop that shit unhand my kid (laughs) Yeah, and then Suzuki's like oh yeah what are you gonna do I don't sense any powers from you and he's like that's right I'm a normal human but I can think of four ways that I could te- definitely destroy you and then he's like slowly walks up to him and in typical Reagan fashion he just tries to knock him out with a fucking hand punch
1: you know it's very it's 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 almost a very Jojo like scene where it's like I can't beat the shit out of you without getting closer no but it. like that's big Reagan energy it really is
0: yeah, I love that in all these serious moments, they also have all these comedy moments. It's funny as fuck. Which it's is also something that happens in the first myth.
1: season. That happens in the first season with Reagan when he shows up to the 7th the Division headquarters or whatever and just walks right in because they assume that he's the, he's the fucking boss. leader. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just walk so anywhere with confidence, you'll be able to get in. Really. That's exactly right. Like, Reagan is the embodiment of just walk anywhere with confidence
0: and a clipboard, and you'll be able to get in anywhere. All right, so then now we come to the final fucking fight scene of season two, and holy shit, they pulled out all the, the sakuga sock is all over to the place. The wall, bro, it looked so fucking good. Hmm. Like all the effects, all the colors, all the fucking animations of all the debris flying and shit like that. Oh my god, it was so awesome. I loved the last battle so much, <laughs> and like while this battle is happening, Mob is like getting the shit kicked out of him but then he powers up right and then he's like throwing facts back at uh suzuki like Mob's like you're fucked up you threw away relationships like relationships do matter people do matter you're stupid like look at what you did to your son look what you've done to Sarazawa, this and that and then like suzuki doesn't reflect on any of it until uh and then like because he's like oh now i'm gonna release 50% 50% of my power. And then he, like, starts beating the shit out of Mob again. Then Mob's, like, getting the shit kicked out of him. But then he's like, no, I can't give in yet. Power of friendship. Ah! And then he, like, he fights back again. And Suzuki's like, oh, I'm going to go goblin mode 100%. And then he goes 100%. It's like, oh, shit, like, full power battle. It was so good, dude. It's such an epic battle. I loved it so much. Yeah. Like, I, I, I honestly thought that, Again, going into Mob Psycho after One Punch Man, I thought what we saw at the end of um, si- season two was what it was going to be like in every episode for Mob Psycho in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely appreciate the battles. I love the battles. They're awesome. However, during all of this, Mob is still talking about like relationships matter, this and that. Like, wasn't there something important to you once before? So then Suzuki eventually overloads. So he's drawn too much power and now he can't. Su- Like do anything, but control it anymore. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna die. He's literally self destructing now because he's drawn on too much power and he can't control it. And during this, Mob tells everyone, "You need to run away, this and that." And then, um, like, Mob Mob puts up a shield and he stays with Suzuki to contain the explosion. He's like, and as Suzuki's like, "What are you doing? Get out of here! Like you're gonna die too." And Mob's like, "I can't leave you alone because he's stuck with his conviction." Like, this whole thing about relationships. And then Suzuki reflects on, like, at one point in time in his life, before he became this super crazy esper, his wife and his kid were the most important things to him. And he thought he could use this power to get ahead in life, and he did. But then at some point, he lost sight of, like...
1: It became more about the power than it became about the love that he had for his family. Yeah. And
0: it was just like, oh, he did have a meaningful relationship once in his life. He just forgot what and, it was like. Yeah, he forgot his goal. And I'm just like, this reflects, this is a great story for Suzuki. We learned so much about him. But this also reflects something into Mob as well. Because, like, again, this is another facet of what if Mob decided to just use his powers and, like, obviously he says he wants to use his powers for good, right? But this is easily something else that he could do and then as he's being nice and trying to help people with his powers, he could easily fall off the track. Yeah, and it's like the growth of Mob and his heart and his character it's like Mob has always been a good guy and when he stays at the end and like I'm gonna basically I'm gonna try to protect you from the shield and I'm gonna make sure we both like I mean I think at this point Mob is like it's okay if I die as long as I can try to save you and I'm like oh no Mob please don't die bro Like, not just save him though
1: save like the city itself and the people in it
0: yeah like oh bro it's such a good scene. Cause after all this fighting and stuff like that, and just like getting into the raw emotions, like, so when, um, when Suzuki goes hundred percent mode, there's that thing where he starts, like when he goes out of control, berserk, he starts crying like a baby, mm. like he's having a temper tantrum. And I was just like, that was a very specific sound effect that they use for this. And I was like, that tells quite a lot about his emotional state for someone who is shit talking mob saying you can't draw your full power because you cling on to weak things like relationships. It shows that Suzuki was using power as a means to an end, and he also didn't couldn't control his emotions either. Because at the end, he was consumed by it, and that's why he started overcharging, and now he's gonna blow up and die. And yeah. I was just like, <laughs> beautiful irony. Yeah, the same thing that you accuse Mob of not being able to control himself and stuff like that, not utilizing his power, is what was your own hubris has killed you. <laughs> and I was just like, it's fucking poetic.
3: No, it really is. It's. Predictive writing, but my god does it work so goddamn well.
1: It's Man. deeper writing than I expect from a modern shonen. Yeah, like again,
0: you don't go into mob's. Bro, cycle this thing. show
1: stands above any modern shonen.
3: So much yeah. far above. It's
0: so it's so good. And oh god. At the very end, when mob decides to sacrifice himself to try to save everyone and save Suzuki, it's just like this is who mob is. He's always wanted to save as many people as possible. I'm like, he's such a good guy. Like, yeah. oh, Mob, he's such a good boy, dude. He's such a good boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind
1: of how, I mean, it ends with that. The, the bomb kind of goes off.
3: Um, it goes off. Mob redirects the energy into himself. But uh, in the aftermath, you actually see... Um, Everyone basically tree. digging. Yeah, you see everyone digging mob out of the explosion, and you just see the giant fucking broccoli tree that was all the way back from the beginning of the season. The season one. You yeah, You forgot about About the, about the like, broccoli really scene that he put in is,
1: again, yeah, set up so. and payoff. Oh my yeah. God, so. writers, take fucking note. When you put something was in it? a scene, make it pay off later. <laughs> No, that's Chekhov's gun. gun. Check it is gun. Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's yeah. gun. When when something when focus is put on something in a scene, it has to pay off at some point in the story. But this was so goddamn subtle. You
2: completely yeah, I think forgot about it.
0: Was, about was it. it episode one where he gets those broccoli seeds? I think it's or episode two. two.
1: No, two.
3: Yeah.
0: It's I think early it's on
1: good. in the season. It's, it's super
0: early. It has been there this entire time.
1: And he forgot that he had him in his pocket
0: like what the fuck but yeah Chekhov's gun is uh if a gun is introduced in act one then by act three it must go off that's yeah. what Chekhov's gun is yeah if we want to be traditional about what it means but I yeah mean, like, in general though, it means if, use
1: it in general it means if you introduce something in the story like an object or something and you focus on it it has to be used at some point for something
0: yeah have meaning to what you're doing yeah and Mob Psycho does that beautifully like it was such a throw-off because again you i forgot about that too about the damn broccoli because
1: cheese. he gets he gets them because uh what is it uh reagan gives them to him as part of the payment for one of their jobs and he's like yeah. oh okay i'll just put it in my pocket won't think about it and and then as an audience member you don't think about it either until later in the show boom giant broccoli
0: yeah so then, also, like, one uh, must have everyone... an obsession with both broccoli and peppers they're in seasoning city what do you expect it's all food based but yeah so like he gets dug out by reagan and a bunch of the um enteru and them and like mobs walking out and it's like he did it he saved everyone and also he saved suzuki yeah so at the very end uh we it's jail. yeah he turns himself in suzuki gets saved so he doesn't die and thank god because it's a shonen so no one should die but Suzuki turns himself into the government. So, again, the government exists. The government knows that they exist. Just saying. And they still didn't do anything. Mob literally had to take care of this. Like, when Suzuki was blown up, the government did jack all to, like, protect anyone. Because it's like, oh, there's energy readings. Because they have espers. They understand energy and shit like that, right? Mm. But they didn't do anything to protect them from that nuclear blast that was going off. And Mob literally did it. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing, government? Again, what, what the hell? But and then uh oh god it's beautiful and suzuki turns himself in and then he like he apologizes to show he's like you know maybe i should have let you talk to your mother and then shows like what are you talking about you stupid dad of course i see mom occasionally and every now and then and every time i see her she always asks about how you're doing and i'm just like oh
3: oh suzuki found the meaning to live i like how i like how he
0: also looks at him so so how's your mom (laughs)
1: Uh, he learned. He
0: learned. Yeah. Like it. The redemption for Suzuki. Understanding, like, he actually had a bond he cared about and finding himself again. And it's all thanks to Mob sticking to his guns. Like, oh, I love it so much. Oh, now,
1: the so question good. is for me, at least, as someone who hasn't watched season three yet, um, this seems like how the series should have ended, not how the season should have ended. Um like it's Claws introduces like the big bad organization in season one, and so you think like that's gonna be the goal throughout the run of
0: the the story is defeat this organization. Uh, no we, the entire goal of the entire from day one from Mob Psycho episode one is that Mob confesses to Subomi. <laughs> Mom, bro. Come on. He okay. joins the fitness club because of that. Okay. Right?
1: Fair enough. That's that's one of the stated goals. The other one at the end of season no, one was – that is the stated no, that goal. Is, that, that is the goal. Pay
0: fucking attention.
1: You can have two goals. Pay attention. Though. You can have two goals. Um, yeah,
0: but I'm just saying, like, speaking of Chekhov's gun, like, literally the one goal that he had in the very beginning – I'm like, obviously, it has to end on that, right? Come yeah. On. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I
1: expect it to, but I also kind of expected, like, the running theme of Claw through the entire series as well. Now, it's, oh, seemed... yeah. The
0: fact that they introduced him as the big bad at the end of season one. Yeah. And it's like they've concluded it.
1: In but, season. I mean, and
0: you know, there's yeah. one full season left to go. But we, we still have one Subomi. We still have Subomi, And she shows up in Reagan's office asking for uh, love advice and then, uh, she talks about how she actually does have a crush on someone, and she knows that the boy likes her, and she likes him back, but she hasn't done anything. So it's like, oh, 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 oh is she talking about Mob? Who knows? Oh, I and like then, that. I like the
1: fact that um, uh, Mob's little brother is also in the office when that happens, and he hides. Yeah, because he can't
0: handle Subomi. Because Subomi's is yeah. just like, oh, I'm bored, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hilarious. But yeah, uh, so there's that. But there's also the psycho helmet religion yes like that was a big thing in uh number two we learned a lot about that it was
1: something that was just subtly hinted at multiple times throughout the run of season two so
0: that, can you that... see
1: that in the background growing
0: yes well S- the fact that in season two we've seen them like all the characters that we thought were throwaway characters they're back and they play a part in the story they literally have episodes dedicated to them doing stuff in the world yeah and the fact that you know the whole oh the seeds in the pocket now that's the giant broccoli tree obviously these things that we see in the background that haven't been tied up yet these loose ends that haven't been tied up yet yeah are gonna get tied up like obviously um. watching season one and season two and watching these things i'm like i see where you're going with this i mean I see where you're going
1: one it, it, was, it was it was interesting like with the psycho helmet religion thing like it, it it gets introduced at the very beginning of season one, like almost at like the very first scene. I think it's like the second scene of the entire like episode. Um, and then at the very end, you got the crazy bitch reporter lady that's like taking pictures of the Bradley trees. Like I could blame this on
0: mob. <laughs> no, she was like, definitely mob had something to do with this. Cause the only, cause she knows how strong mob is because of the I'm whole, going to uh, further
1: uh, the thing. religion with this.
0: <laughs> and I love the fact that the uh, photographer news reporter girl is just like, it seems like it's fun, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> like, that's her entire motivation for all of her entire like making the religion spread and then like revealing Mob as the founder and shit like that is because I think it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, and
1: every time every time there. there's a every time there's a cutaway to this like little B story in the background for the cycle helmet religion, I notice that um there's more and more people in the scene every single time when they're talking about it. So it's like the religion is growing.
0: Yeah. I mean they got a donation of 500 million yen so it's quite a lot of startup capital.
1: Yeah. It just it makes me wonder like yeah, we got a couple of threads that obviously need to be tied up so I'm assuming they will be in in season 3. It just it makes me wonder what's going to be the big bad in in season 3. Cuz there isn't an obvious big bad. There there are goals, but there's no obvious big bad. <laughs> who the fuck
3: knows who knows i don't know man
1: you know you guys know because you fucking seen it (laughs) (laughs) i haven't um all right
3: so i also also love the fact that uh at the end of the final episode you see um like the character arcs uh, arcs and all that just wrapping up with everyone now mm. but i love you see serizawa uh is hired by regan and yes. he works yes. there now serizawa is a recurring character yeah. yeah let's
0: go
1: <laughs> let's fucking
3: oh, go oh man
0: which leads <laughs> us into the so there were two OVAs on Crunchyroll uh for for Mob Psycho the first OVA that i watched was the um where they go to the uh, the inn, yeah. Which is the, really the, the only true
1: one. season two OVA, yeah. Because Crunchyroll doesn't know how to... after. doesn't know how to put OVAs on their surface.
0: Yeah, because that was like episode fifty seven or some shit. Yeah, like it, it's season, season season
1: 57. fifty
0: seven. <laughs> yeah, it was weird and I hated it. It was dumb because like the first OVA it throws at you is the OVA that comes out between season one and season two, which is just a recap episode. Like it's. <laughs> I I watched it for like about fifteen minutes. and I was like, okay, it's literally just a recap. a recap of season one. But Reagan narrates here and there. Yeah. And it and then you get to the end, and it's like, it's everything was the reason why everything was even though it was being narrated by Reagan, the story matched Mob's point of view because Mob was recording it from his point of view, where Reagan all his exploits and stuff weren't recorded. So I was like, it's just it's a fucking recap episode, and it was and funny. Then, it was a and funny then at the end, it
1: announces like, season two
0: yeah then it's a season two is coming out so i'm like oh so why the fuck is this after season two instead of season one <laughs> like what the hell crunchyroll i don't but know. anyway that the actual ova after season two i i thought it was funny i love the parallel world thing and i love seeing more Sarazawa. Just yeah like, that was cool like he gets some haircut he actually like looks like a presentable person and it turns out after he doesn't after he gets shaved up and stuff like that he's actually presentable and he looks he's actually not a bad looking guy <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh there's an actual human being under off that of, uh, like, neck beardness. Oh, wow, crazy.
1: I also like how, like, every so often when he's presented with something, he doesn't know how to respond. He pulls out a little sheet of paper from under his, like, sleeve. Oh, yeah. It's like, how <laughs> to, how to respond to your buzz.
0: Yeah. I-, I think that OVA episode is super fun. I loved it. It was like, a
1: nice little breather after everything that happened at the end of Season 2.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm a sucker for epilogue stuff, so yeah. I-, I like seeing, like, alright, so we know that Serizawa joins the team, and it's like, this entire episode centers around, all right, we're having a um, business trip for the company, for Reagan's uh, ghost consulting company, and it's just like Reagan's using an excuse to go to a hot spring. <laughs> <laughs> Which there is an
1: actual, like, ghost, but... Sort of. Sort of. There's a
0: spirit. There's a spirit, not a ghost. Yeah. Um... But but watching
1: like, him like deteriorate on that train though is fun
0: his descent into madness absolute descent into utter chaos and madness and then like literally uh everyone else is just like oh yeah no it's like this is a nice in i guess there isn't a parallel world oh it's crazy <laughs> and then fucking sarah's is just like being able to come coming in and out and he's just like having fun having dinner at the ryokan inn and then going back it's like oh reagan sensei have you figured it out yet and he's like oh i I thought i'd never see you again (laughs) oh my god it's been 20 years and like and every time he comes back the train is visibly rustier and fucked up more fucked up and stuff yeah you can see like the shit that reagan does like not only he scratches on the walls and stuff. Cause he's counting the days or whatever to see the passage of time. He also like tip shit apart. Cause it's like, what else are you going to do? And it's like, I love that little bit of environmental storytelling that it does. Cause it's just like, obviously it, 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 it there was a passage of time for and, him. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how long, but something did happen. And Reagan just kind of broke as a person. I like how, uh, get out of it. uh, it's,
1: I, I can't remember if it's mob or, uh, his little brother was there too. I think, um, was it his little brother or was it Teru? I can't remember. But anyway. Not Taru. Someone oh, no. someone comes back onto the train and sees him there, and they just immediately start gaslighting Raken. It's like, nah, no, it hasn't been years. It's just been a day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> god that ova was pretty funny i, I liked it quite a lot yeah
1: I, I liked it a lot too and like i said it's a much needed breather after the events of the end of the season and i think it's a good a good way to kind of introduce or go into the third season with that like cleansed palette yeah um so I, i'm super excited to see where it goes from here uh definite step up i think i gave the uh, the first season like a 6.5 to 7 somewhere in that range definitely give the season an 8
0: oh yeah solid eight eight and a half i don't remember yeah. what i gave it for season one but season two is so- everything about season two is so much better the storytelling the animation art. the art the fucking character development oh my god it was so much there was so much going on the
1: dialogue yeah. writing was even uh more succinct
0: i loved it yeah like it's by all standards, it has exceeded my expectations. Oh,
1: yeah, 100%. I went into this expecting just kind of a fun, turn-your-brain-off kind of shonen, and in some parts, it is like that, but like, there's actual good storytelling and character development, and I'm shocked that an actual shonen in, in the year of our lord, in 2023 is like this.
3: So, when this was airing way back when, I actually uh, espoused many times over how the main theme of Season 2 was bonds and human bonds, mm and in the beginning and throughout most of the uh first part of the show uh, you saw it but they didn't address it too much but you definitely felt it and that personal connections was what was really building up in that show and it it, it constantly kept expressing how important those are it's not power so it's not how important you are it's not uh about anything else but the bonds you create and at the end of the show, uh, after everything said and done, you don't mob didn't win any uh, of his fights really by defeating people. No, he no. defeated them by talking to them, by forming bonds with them, by f- making relationships. The power of friendship. It is. It, it's yeah. more than just a power of friendship, but it is. Like, and you know what? It's such a beautiful message. I. I constantly said to everyone uh, and their mother like yo this is fucking beautiful this is more than just shonen this is beautiful writing that truly tells and makes important the bonds we have as humans to other fellow humans and you know it's a good learning lesson it it really this is one of those real life lessons you can get from a show
1: yeah that's well put. Um, that is definitely what season two is pretty much about. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's Mob Psycho season two. It's went on a lot longer than I thought it would. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine what season three is going to be like.
0: <laughs> I, I honestly thought we were going to be like, oh yeah, quick, easy, 45, maybe an hour long episode. It's like, oh, we've been here for like two and a half hours. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's how good fucking Mob Psycho is. Yeah, you, you, you I'm, I'm... don't sit down a short
3: time for it. You sit down, and you're like, "What am I doing with my life?" My <laughs> God,
2: this <laughs> shit like, hits hard.
0: Yeah. Now, I also I rewatched it, and again, I, I watch anime passively. I, I I do I'm doing something while watching some. I'm 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 watching something, but I'm doing something. So on my rewatch, I also did it passively, but I tried to pay a little bit more attention on my rewatch and i'm gonna do that for season three as well okay rewatch season three because i'm like i get the general themes and stuff but watching these small details and stuff it's it's very important yeah for, especially for mob psycho yeah just because you can make connections and stuff yeah
1: because they actually make use of Chekhov's gun <laughs> yeah um uh, but anyway yeah that's that's our spoiler cast for mob psycho uh season two uh be sure to tell us down below what you thought of season two uh, but thank you all for dropping in to listen to and or watch us. Check the description below where you can find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Also, check out our merch store. Any purchases you make there really, really do help us out. Um, with that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, guys! Goodnight! Bye-bye. I've learned my lesson. I'm waiting until Shinoda says anything before I take a sip. <laughs> mm. I learned my lesson. Not, never again never again <laughs> I'm not gonna be caught out by another fucking joke from you and i die <laughs> i don't want to die like fucking cosmo my parents are cringing at my fucking death